We are Bootham. What's up? What's up? You're listening to Boothin. This is the world's greatest premiere and subsequently only freestyle-oriented podcast, which serves as the marriage between the high road of philosophical meandering and the gutters and ditches in which roadkill limp off to be left alone and accrue maggots and represent the circle of a life in a manner that would perhaps be more fitting for a straight-to-video animated uh, or straight-to-screaming service here. Maybe a Lion King 1.5 circle of life. We're talking, uh, you know, roadkill and uh, and dotted double lines. How this works is we kind of go on a little journey, you know, about a, uh, the length of time it takes to uh, stretch your legs when you wake up in the morning, maybe take your dog out so he can, you know, fertilize your neighbor's yards. Hopefully you clean it up after, you know, the pup pup. And then at the end of the episode, I freestyle based on the topics discussed in this episode. Now it's a little, eh, I don't know, a little bit much to say discussed because the panel on this podcast just consists of myself and I am y'all y'all. That's you all twice over properly contracted, capitalized, and punctuated. Better put some punctuation on my name. I can do without the respect. Um. <clears throat> so, welcome to episode 29. Kind of hard to believe uh, that we've made it this far. But, you know, one of these things is that uh, this becomes uh, more a part of me with every week that goes by. This is just a part of my routine. Uh, I couldn't imagine a Tuesday without making one of these. I couldn't imagine having these kind of uh, thoughts get stuck to my brain like insects on the windshield of a golf cart zipping through the uh, Oak Island neighborhoods that I've been seeing. And uh, instead of blasting off these uh, insect splattered thoughts from the windshield of my mind. I just accrue them in a nice little, you know, a little satchel. And every Tuesday I present my findings in a auditory game of show and tell. And fortunately there's a lot of, a lot of these y'all nights, these y'all boys, uh, I hate to say y'all boys. I'm all inclusive. These y'allins. Yeah, maybe that's, that's the new one. I really prefer it if uh, a listener sends those in. But anyways, that's how we do it. So now that I've uh, spent plenty of time trying to prime the engine prior to pulling the ripcord, uh, let's get this show on the scroll. So uh, this week, it's going to be a good one. It's going to be, uh, I'm going to try and make this one to the point. Um, and when I say to the point, I'm talking more in a buckshot manner of, uh, achieving my desired effect. So really, we're just kind of duck hunting in your brain here. And I ain't talking no CRTV, you know, orange and gray light gun. We're talking 
them real uh you know them real mental hitters and i i'm not a i mean i don't care if you own guns i'm just not a gun guy i'm talking about them tenacious diesel mind bullets that we're shooting out here uh to get all that started to get the whole you know aura cleansed we had a little bit of self-help at the top of the show and actually they're going to close us out for outro music as well they're a great band out of boone be sure to check them out in the show notes uh this week i'm also featuring a single uh by justin Soundwaves, who you heard a couple episodes ago i think four episodes ago but he also creates music where he sings and uh honestly i think his um his vocals, his songs where he kind of is getting a, a thought out there are my favorites. So we're going to have that as a mid-roll. And, of course, we have a great call to the booth line. Now, if you have a name for what uh, fans of this podcast should be called, um, then hit up the booth line. That's 910-718-4442. Uh, it's in the show notes. It's in all my social uh, you know, bio notes and everything, but I'm looking for names. I get really jealous, you know, deadheads, Mwah, golden, consider the source as sorcerers, Mwah, you know, fantastico, but we're still looking for uh, the name for this ever-growing uh, small but loyal tribe in which we're uh, kind of wandering through this desert, and hopefully I'm not... Uh, you know, Moses in this allegory. I'd rather just be uh, somebody along for the ride. Um, eh, You know, sometimes I hear myself say things, and as they're coming out of my mouth, I uh, wish that I would have checked the chamber before I let it fly. But I've had a fair amount of false starts today, and uh, I'm ready. I'm ready to bring what I want to be brought. Uh, Actually, it kind of got delayed earlier. Uh, my nose started doing that Forrest Gump on me, you know, trying to hit the West Coast. And by West Coast, I mean the inside of my upside lip. Of course, one of the benefits of having a certified mustache, uh, and certified meaning I get, you know, nods of respect akin to when I used to have the mullet, uh, akin to perhaps how people wearing the same band shirt or sports uh memorabilia nod to one another and uh this this mustache is um i mean it's authoritative it's really on a it almost seems like it misbehaved on the police force and it just found its way uh just kind of crawled up my knuckles and uh it's got squatters rights right on my upper lip and i love having a mustache because it hides the fact that i have no upper lip um my upper lip in the womb, it seemed to just like my bottom lip better. And so they just kind of double teamed my mouth. And now I just got a little, little, uh, you know, it almost looks like my, uh, if I didn't even have a lip and my mouth was just cha chapped up top. Um, yeah, my nose was running. I was running to the bathroom just to grab some toilet paper to give it all blowsy. And then I realized I have purchased at the start of all this i purchased tissues which i pretty much never buy uh um they're basic you know the bougie napkins and i realized i had the uh the aloe vera tissues kleenex to be specific put some respect on their name and i just uh i remember the first time i had one of these 
in the uh, in the classroom because you didn't get these much. Uh, the you know the government tissues are really just. Uh, I'm not entirely sure it's paper. I don't know what it is. I think it might be you know recycled refuse. Uh, perhaps they're crafted in the uh, in the belly of the state, the deep state sweatshop in the uh, tissue lab that they got out there. Har har har. And um, but yeah, it was really treating. I remember uh, the best part about a tissue with aloe vera is you get a you know you get a little. You know, you inhale before you exhale. It feels good coming in and going out. And I remember these little yokers, these little, uh, these little dumb busters, these little, these little, you know, daffy duck and rolls out there uh, trying to sniff an expo, uh, trying to huff them some Elmers, but they didn't know real ones keep a little, little Kleenex with the, you know, the aloe vera on deck. And whenever you feeling low, you just get a little, and uh, you just kind of rub that bad boy on your face. It's kind of you know, it's the caviar of uh, of nose running accessories. You feel wealthy. Uh, it doesn't take much, and once you have that, you're empowered. I uh, and then I found out the same sensation. I didn't realize Vicks has these things for like if your head is stopped up and you smell it. And it just clears, uh, you know, your whole uh, transmission up uh, up top your face piece out. And that's pretty neato, too. Anyways, that's uh, plenty of uh, stuttering thoughts. Let's really get this uh, locomotive steaming, baby. Um, I, You know, I was going to wait until the end, but I, this, I'm just feeling it now. Um. So I've been talking a little bit about the weight loss competition that's been happening at work. I mentioned it, I think episode 19 was maybe uh, bulking up, where I just kind of went ham on all varieties of consumables to uh, get my fighting weight ready. And the weigh-in was last week, last Wednesday, or for me, it kind of spawned throughout the week. And I won. I won. Um, It's going to be over 200 bucks. I don't know the exact amount because initially there was like a weekly uh, weigh-in winner who'd get 15 bucks or 15 of us. But yeah, I won. Um, And the tally, and I, and, uh, you know, I, I generally kind of browbeat myself and uh, try not to be too proud of my accomplishments because... I don't know. I just feel like that's, I don't want to say it's how I was raised because it's not what my parents did. It's just how I, how I've been, you know, since I was little, I feel like I've had a, always try to downplay everything, but I am very proud to say, uh, at, so between February 13th, I believe, or February 16th and May 13th, I lost 34.4 pounds, which was 10.25% of my total body weight. Um, and I'm feeling good. Uh, really, and how I've done it is just intermittent fasting. I do uh, 18.6. Some days I've done, you know, 24, uh, that means 20 hours of not eating, four of eating. I'm trying to uh, play with it a little bit. 
Uh, I really need to do some more research, but basically just um, restricting uh, the amount of food I eat. There's no hard restrictions. I've never, not never, in the past um, couple years, I haven't really been a soda guy. I do, uh, you know, my one big vice, I'd say, is energy drinks, uh, and I drink those. I was doing one a week, and I'm on two or three. I know that's not very good, but, uh, but yeah, um, and I'm real as I'm saying this, I'm kind of in my head a little bit. I'm like, oh, this isn't particularly entertaining, but at the same time, uh, if you're listening to this, you're a part of my life. Um, you're kind of in my world. And so this is kind of where my headspace has been. And it's like I mentioned, it's easy for me to kind of downplay, you know, to not be appreciative. I don't know what it is about, you know, my personality type. I try, I'm really trying to be, uh, you know, more grateful to express my gratitude, to let people know what I love about them and the fact that I love them while they're still in my sphere of interaction. Um, and you know, it's all I, sometimes it's when you, when there's something about yourself that you don't feel like you could change, it's easy to just see the things you still need to do. Um, I don't know how to explain it, uh, but, you know, there is a part of me, even after, before I, you know, quote unquote, won the competition, that I, you know, I'm, I'm proud of the fact that I lost the weight that I've lost. But then I just look at myself and I don't like what I see. I, I mean, I, I don't want to say hate, um, but I'm not a fan of my body. Uh, and it's, you know, it's not often that I, I actually can take pause and celebrate, uh, be proud of what I'm trying to do. And that's with anything. Um, it can be, you know, music, the podcast, and I'm not saying I hate this. It's just, my brain, my MO has basically just been um, that I uh, just, you know, I I focus on the things I need to do and I browbeat myself into doing them. And so, you know, um, it was easy just even after losing, you know, 10% of my body weight, just thinking, ah, oh, like I'm still, you know, I'm still just a big old... Uh, you know, a Snorlax on the stroll. But, you know, then I try to contextualize that number, 10%. I try to imagine one of these big old Mormon families. And, if you know, if they had uh, 10 kids and one of them fell out the back of the pickup truck and uh, got, you know, shuffled on by a pack of alpacas and lost to the to the ways of Utah, then, you know, that's, that'd be a major event. If, uh, again, scaling things up by $10, I lost one. Eh, that sucks, but so be it. If I had, you know, a hundred million and I lost 10 million, that seems substantial. So I'm trying to like, look at things different ways to acknowledge basically that I, you know, tithed my, I basically tithed my body weight. To, uh, you know, if you believe in a higher power, I gave up 10% of my uh, my jiggle. And so, yeah, I don't know. I'm feeling good about it. Um, Another thing I'm trying to do is not talk about things as, you know, as they're going to happen. 
but instead announce them after I've done them. So, for example, um, you know, when I... When I first made this podcast, there were a few people I talked to about it, but I tried to hold it to the vest. And then I even made, you know, episodes for a couple weeks before I even let someone know Um, or, you know, let more people know. I had some close friends, but uh, the same thing with, you know, the YouTube stuff. Again, I'm I'm done. I'm done uh, talking about what's going to happen, and I'm just going to. Uh, let y'all know when things are ready for you. So that way I don't create any um, precedent of uh, under delivering uh, or disappointment. And so whenever there's something for you under, you know, y'all, the y'all, y'all name, the booth and brand, uh, I'll let you know, um, you know, and I'll put it on socials and that'll be that. And uh, I mean, that's what it is. And I thought, you know, this weight loss competition, I think it was $21 or 20, maybe it's 23 or 22 to enter. I wish I could remember exactly, but uh, I didn't, you know, do it just for the money. I, I had this stretch and I was like, oh, I might win this thing. Because um, it came out to an average around you know, two pounds and change a week, but really I had some better weeks and some weeks, you know, it fluctuates. Um, and I thought of like what I'm going to do with the money and I've been eyeballing a camera. Um, you know, I've been eyeballing maybe some studio monitors. Uh, I'm still kind of in the air about it, but I realized, um, cause you know, me losing 10%, that's like if somebody was 150 pounds entered, lost 15 pounds, because I guess, you know, it's it's a lot easier for a uh, morbidly obese person to, not easier, but you can lose more weight, I guess is what I mean. You can lose more by doing less. So, um, yeah, and I, I was like, oh, I'm going to win the money. And then I thought, oh, what do I do if I don't win? You know, do I just give up? Do I just think it was, uh, you know, that it was something... Like, oh, that was fun, and I'll just try again next year. But I wouldn't have done this if it wasn't something I felt like I needed to do. Uh, since I don't have a wife or kids, my paycheck's plenty. Uh, you know, being a teacher and all, it's, uh, you know, I am comfortable. Uh, and not comfortable like rich kids you knew growing up when they talk about their parents and they're in college eating the same, uh, you know, crappy Gumby's pokey sticks alongside you, acting like, uh, I mean, everybody has their own struggle, but, you know, if, if you ask somebody like, oh, man, like, you know, you had a, a BMW in high school, you know, you guys must be rich. And then people always say, oh, we're, we're comfortable. But, I mean, I'm comfortable. I don't uh, I don't have uh, stress or want, and that's largely because I have a, uh, a loving family, a found family and a biological family. Um, and I'm supported and, you know, I, I'm able to, uh, I'm able to do the things I want to do and not, you know, not be stressed out. And so, uh, I guess the hard way to say it is basically I started doing this because it was kind of a, I, I mean, I know nothing's a last ditch effort, but I, in my mind, I mean, I know, you know, the thing a lot of people don't think about, um, people who are overweight 
is a lot of them just think, oh, like, you know, they have no self-control. Um, you know, it's, they, you know, they, I mean, I can't knock anybody's body positivity kick, but it's just, I know, you know, we know we're not healthy. Generally, uh, even if, I mean, there is a lot of, you know, the, the post-Lizzo uh, obesity movement is, uh, you know, I'm happy how I am. I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I'm beautiful. This is how God made me, but I, I wasn't, and I'm not. And I kind of just decided to take this on as like a fight for my life. Um, it sounds maybe dramatic. I mean, it's just, I'm 29, I'm about to be 30. And I had to acknowledge that if I continue, you know, either gaining or even just maintaining that weight, um, it's not going to turn out. I I will not be afforded the life that I think I'm capable of having. There will be opportunities missed, maybe even you know, years or or decades, uh, cut off of friendship, of family, of you know, if I one day do have kids physical activities that I kind of, you know, didn't, uh, engage in whether, you know, under the excuse of it doesn't interest me or just outright saying, yeah, I can't do that. And so I viewed the money that I spent as an investment. And I thought a g the gym I looked at that wasn't the rec center here. Um, it was like 50 bucks a month. It was really bougie. Uh, and this was like 22 bucks. And so if I didn't win the competition, basically it was like the cheapest gym membership of all time. It was like seven bucks a month. And I would gladly have, you know, pay that again to be in the same sort of, uh, to get this kick started. And I don't know, this is, and this is not the usual fare here, but, um, yeah, I'm just, uh, you know, every day is a new day. I, I slip up here and there. But um, I consider this, I know this might sound dramatic, but this is like the fight for my life. This is uh, the fight for uh, happiness. I'm not saying I, I was unhappy. I'm, there were just parts of myself that I'm still unhappy about. But I, you know, I the way I have to view this, I, I can't be too uh casual it's not all in i'm not gonna give up you know i've had i had a couple weeks where i gained a pound or didn't lose um and it's not like i just throw my hands up but i have to acknowledge that this is more than a a game to see who can win the most weight at the office and the money is just kind of a bonus but really it's you know my whole uh, headspace that i'm trying to change anyways um so, you know, I'm not uh, not going to start another podcast about that, but I think, you know, the journey is something I will uh, maybe address uh, once uh, the video portions are going. Uh, but again, I just said I don't want to talk about things that haven't happened yet. But yeah, so it's not all about money, and that kind of serves as a segue into uh, this song, which I've been trying to uh, ever when I first heard it, it just the the production is amazing. The message is great. This is Justin Soundwaves. This is money. Instead of me just ruining what it's about, uh, the title don't give you a hint. I'm just gonna let it play, and then uh, we'll roll from there. Mm -hmm. 
That song is called Money by Justin Soundwaves. I'll put a link to the song and to his website, justinsoundwaves.com, in the show notes. He also has great uh, rates for session work, for guitar lessons, audio production lessons, mixing, mastering, all that. He Anything related to audio, I'd, uh, I'd give him a good, solid consideration and just check out the body of work he has available. Uh, I love that song because it's really kind of uh, synchronous um, when it started to, you know, resonate with me with this realization I've had um, more recently, maybe the past month. Uh, and I think this has been a slow thing. You know, I don't believe in like grand, uh, you know, avalanche revelations. This has kind of been a trickle since uh, starting this pod. And really, I I kind of stamped this uh, line of reasoning back to when I started hanging out with uh, my Wilmington crew, you know, uh, going to the house shows, the exercise put on. Uh, I had quit making, you know, hip hop publicly or quit uh, performing in any capacity 
Um, I was in a cover band for a stretch, but really I haven't, you know, released a mixtape in a decade. I still don't have one, uh, kind of connecting back to what I said earlier. Uh, so yeah, one does not exist still, but I've had this realization that I used to have a very, uh, you know, early twenties. I was delusional in college. I thought I was so convinced that I was going to be famous and I wouldn't even need to finish college. I was going to be signed. Someone would scoop me up. I was convinced that I was so talented. So, you know, that I was so great. Uh, it really, uh, to a huge fault of like, um, ignoring many aspects of my art or performing that maybe if I would have tended to better, uh, I would have been, um, I know I would have been a much better performer, a much more well-rounded artist. And so it was pretty much the 50 cent line of thought, get rich or die trying, basically. Um, and of course, you know, you're listening to this, you know, that didn't pan out. And uh, I thought, okay, well, you know, so be it. I moved back in. Once I got uh, back out of my parents' house and became a teacher, I kind of just shelved my dreams to die. I wasn't in a cover band. I, you know, my mom always stressed the point that, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, that uh, I didn't have to use a lot of profanity to get my point across. And I just never agreed with that. I think it was just this base level part of how I was raised and my uh, dumb knee jerk response to that. I think it was the art I looked up to and that everyone else spoke in a certain way that I thought it's not, I'm not, it's not hip hop if I ain't, you know, uh, running up the uh, swear jar and taking that bad boy to the bank. But I had this realization more recently now that I'm working at a job where the boss is cool and, you know, my old job, I haven't talked about that really in episode, but I worked with just a, a tyrant, a verbally, mentally abusive uh, nutcase um, that really just kind of browbeat me. Uh, and now that I'm happy at my job, now that I've kind of learned how to filter my my thoughts, my approach to uh, constructing songs, um, now that I, I've realized there's a listenership out there, uh, it's been a huge weight off my chest to realize that I can do both. You know, there everybody has, you know, a yin and a yang. I don't know if I'm using that right, but, you know, there's two sides to every coin, and it's very narrow-minded to think, you know, okay, I'm either going to be a teacher or I'm going to be a rapper. And it's just been really, uh, you know, relieving, because I used to think, oh, like, I'd have to, I have to be all in on art. And I think that's why I've never, you know, really pursued it because I was convinced, oh, you know, once I start, that's it. And like, I can't do both. I got to be one or the other. I can't have, you know, uh, I can't have a, a leg in the jacuzzi and, you know, another leg in the uh, Italian ice cart. That ain't going to happen. But I, I've realized like, since I'm happy, functional, since I perform well enough at my job uh, to, to be able to have time to myself, to do the things, uh, to feel less anxiety in general, that I feel free enough to kind of explore this side of me that I put away, that um, really I'm 
the only limitations myself. I'm free to do whatever I want artistically. Um, you know, really my job enables me to be an artist. Uh, there are people sweating who've gone all in, um, to, you know, make their payments. And I, I always thought I'd be one of these people where I'd have to put myself in a corner, uh, you know, and then I have to claw my way out of the corner to the front of the, uh, the Costco samples line so I could get mine, you know, but it's really been, um, men mentally, you know, relieving. I don't even know if I'm using that correctly, but just to, to realize that no, it's because of the job that I work and the way I've structured my existence that I can be an artist and, I could make as much art as I, you know, responsibly can while maintaining my job. And I could never make a dime and I could still be happy with, with what I'm doing here. And I think that's like the point I've, I never knew that I wanted to be at, you know, I always had really glamorous dreams, but the truth is you can be both, you know, so kind of ease up on yourself, I guess is what I'm saying. The, uh, yeah, you know, the uh, the game of life is kind of like Twister, you know. Your hands and legs can go a lot of different locations, and there's no set stance or pose, and however you got to get, you know, right foot to red, uh, just do it how you can. And, you know, the show isn't just one thing. It's not a paranormal show. It's not a conspiracy show. It's not a... Uh, it's not, you know, a NASCAR or a basketball show, a gaming show. And so, although I think it's a harder pitch, um, as I'm kind of spreading the word, I do genuinely feel that uh, all the more uh, roundabout that this show uh, is in its approach, that the listenership, the uh, the Booth and family... Um, is all the more, you know, loyal to one another. And I'm not just saying you to the pod, but, uh, you know, the artists that I, I uh, feature here, um, the community I'm a part of. I feel like if you're still, you know, rocking with this show, um, I got a friend for life. And, uh, and I mean that genuinely. I want you to reach out, send me an email. Uh, even if, if you don't want it on the show, you know, just uh, you can say that and I'll respect that. But I'd like to hear where your headspace is at and how your life is going. And um, although I'm probably the last person you ever want advice from, I do got the booth line open. Uh, you can leave a message at 910-718-4442. Uh, feel free to leave a question, a comment, and uh, I will address it on the show as I'm about to now. You can also email boothinpod at gmail.com. So let's go ahead and get this question queued up. Hey, Brother Brian. It's uh, it's Carter, man. Um, love the podcast. Everything sounds great. Excited, cool. Excited every week for the episode. Um, I had a question, though, man. I had, a, I had a topic I'd like to put on, man. I've been thinking a lot recently about uh, evil people, or if evil people exist. Um, you know, I think, obviously, there's been a lot of, there's a lot of people that do evil things, but if, if a person would truly be just totally evil, or if it's something that you know, if they got a broken brain or something like that. I don't know if this makes sense. 
uh, to you, which is something I think about a lot, and I'd love the input. Um, keep doing your thing, man. Everything's going to look forward to the episode. All right. Uh, Cutter with a real brain buster here. So do evil people exist? And if they do, is it just because they are evil or is it, you know, the result of a broken brain? Um, let's put it into analogy first. Let's say I order an electric razor from Amazon because I need one. I read the review. I know the expected functionality. I know what it's going to do for me. I wait. It arrives at my doorstep. And I just tear into the box real quick and I grab it and I notice the razor is severely damaged. The cable, which plugs it to the wall, is frayed. The button is jammed. The razor itself is dented. And the box it arrived in that I so voraciously tore into uh, actually was severely damaged and I didn't even notice. In that moment, do I get mad at the razor? for not functioning in the way that I believe razors are supposed to? Or do I shift the blame or the acknowledgement of how the razor is to the many hands who are involved in delivering it? To the manufacturer, perhaps? Um, Is it the razor's fault that it's broken? That it doesn't perform? No. Now, you could make the argument that people are not inanimate objects, but... If you believe in consequences, if you believe in free will, meaning, you know, you can take a action that will create a reaction, we can view these people that we've kind of universally acknowledged as evil as being the reaction to something that happened in their life. Whether down the line when they were a child, so before they were an autonomous individual who's old enough to uh, perform evil things or what we identify as evil things, or even at some sort of neurochemical level, something broken inside of their brain where they can't feel empathy, they can't feel guilt. The, uh, the feeling they identify as pleasure comes from uh, manipulating their surroundings as though life is a board game and people are inanimate pieces. Or just, you know, razors out of the box. Do I think evil people exist? No. Uh, But there is an inverse of this statement, which would make people uncomfortable. I also don't think good people exist. Truthfully, it's all about our frame of reference. There are people who do things that we acknowledge to be good. Generally beneficial. Uh, A utilitarian view of the world might look at somebody who's charitable and think, that's a good person. They've done a good thing. But is the person who gives less because they have less means less good? I don't think so. So, even though it's kind of a cop-out answer, I don't think evil people exist. But I don't think good people exist. I think people just exist. And the way we receive their actions or reactions to their stimuli, whether it's how they were raised or their circumstantial situations, is how we judge them. People love to uh, place, you know, things on a spectrum, Uh, but it's either, you know, evil people exist 
or they don't. But, you know, things get hazy, and that's how people get confused. You know, why do good things happen to bad people? Why do bad things happen to good people? Uh, this sort of acknowledgement of just a, uh, you know, a pure outset of good or evil creates confusion because if you believe everything is a reaction to something else, then you feel bad things happen to you might be some sort of karmic response to something you've done or uh, perhaps the powers that be just hate you. So, you know, good people don't exist. Bad people don't exist. It's just people. And however we receive them is how they're kind of judged in the, the history books. And that's what I think. So. Uh, if you agree or disagree, please reach out to the booth line. That's 910-718-4442. By the way, Cutter, I just want to say congratulations. I uh, heard good news from uh, some of our mutual friends. I'm not going to say it on the pod uh, because I don't know how, you know, but I just want to say congrats, bud. Uh, all right, so I'm going to get into the freestyle. Thank you for sticking with me this week. I know uh, this episode, again, was kind of um, woo-woo you know, kind of out there, but uh, I just want to be honest with you, you know, I'm not gonna, I promise that I'll never be something I'm not, so um, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, or if good things or bad things even exist, who knows, um, all right. Y'all, y'all, we're friends, we smooth like the wind I can't pretend that I got something better from within I puke up chunks of my past, it's some scum They told me gold, mine from within, but mine from without So I gotta go off the top, circus then I never Get the dirt off the middle and I know that I sway from the left to the right When I freestyle I stomp, even if they try to tell me that I'm like Goku But I'm trunks in the trunk, got that thumb, they didn't tell me that I ain't gon' wrestle with thumbs And I'll take you in quarters, I play at a bar, and I play you in foosball And then win your car, cause we playin' bar game for pink slips, just kidding. I drive that 96 Cavalier, who wants to play for me? Maybe if you had a 91 Volvo 2 with a stick shift that grinds on the second gear, dude. I'm feeling hella vibe when I chill with my tribe. Cause my people freaks at the festivals, tearing to your pupils. And they tell me that I'm teaching even if I reach the pupils inside of you. So they gotta understand new computers. Deprogram yourself before you get off the shelf and you're inside the house. You must understand the Up and down the warning, I'm storming like troopers, they say 
that April showers bring May flowers. I don't devour every single hour anymore. Got a window up time like it's slime on Nickelodeon. Always wanted to go with friends. Go with Super Saiyan again. Hey, hey, hey. Booth and Pie at 29. Let me pull that back up. Let me. I don't know. I think uh, I got a little bit more to go. Let's get it. Booth and Podcast. <clears throat> Had to get a little sippy sip. Sippy sip. Ah. Sippy sip. Hey. On the football team, I used to know a kicker named Davey. He said, hey, coach, let us get a sippy sip. We've been playing in the summer sun for a couple of hours. The coach would nod and grunt and limp off the field. I'm feeling trapped inside my hands, cage like it's Bill. Quarantine trying to tell me that I got to make a meal or a meal. Even if I'm trying to pop and put the bill, they going to understand that octopus has many arms. So you drop off one, seven of the past For the throat of the game that I'm trying to win, they're gonna tell me that twister I spin. Y'all, y'all. All right. Right now, you are listening to Self Help. They also had the intro music for this episode. Prior to that, we had a freestyle instrumental produced by Shy Guy Made It. In the middle of the show, we featured the song Money by Justin Soundwaves. If you enjoyed any of those artists or uh, sounds, please support them. 
All of their links are going to be in the show notes on whatever application you're using to listen to this. Speaking of applications you use to listen to podcasts, please rate, review, subscribe, follow, uh, all the things and all the stuff. It's greatly appreciated. Uh, you know, a five-star review will just take five seconds of your time tops if you're on Apple. Uh, if you want to call in and have a comment, question, uh, maybe you have a good recipe for, you know, curry, uh, 910-718-4442. I'm always looking to hear from people with different points of view. Uh, feel free to disagree with something I've said. I know I disagree with myself half the time when I re-listen to these. Uh, reach out through the email, boothandpod at gmail.com. Uh, follow the Instagram and Twitter at boothin underscore pod. I love you. You know, stay sane. Reach out to people that you've been thinking of. Don't let yourself stop, uh, you know, a connection from reemerging. On that note, until next Wednesday, just in time for the sunshine, we are boothin'.